Welcome to Build Your Maverick Business, the podcast for underdog, outlier, and renegade entrepreneurs. Brought to you by Strange Creative Studio. If you dream of going off on your own and launching your rebel empire, but don't know where to start, you're in the right place. We'll teach you how to use mindset, branding, and practical advice to build a killer business and transform your world. And now, here's your host, founder of Strange, Alex Pitt. All right, you lot, welcome back to Build Your Maverick Business. And it's a very special fucking episode today. I am so excited because for the first time in a really long time, we have a guest. And I will get on to why I am so excited and slightly fangirling over this person in a minute. But before I do, I'm going to hand over to the wonderful, the talented, and the very fucking witchy, Emma Cowley, everyone. Hello. (laughs) What a pleasure (laughs) to be invited. It's such a pleasure to have you here. I mean, I I very briefly touched on there, the fact that we fangirl ever so slightly. I just need everyone to understand that this is only the second time that Emma and I have actually had a conversation on a call The first time I did what I sometimes do, which is a bit embarrassing of me, and just drop into someone's DMs and be like, oh my God, you seem really cool. Can we have a phone call? (laughs) And luckily you went along with it. Yeah. And you know what? Normally I I wriggle out of it if I'm approached (laughs) on LinkedIn for like, because it's usually by people that are just pure time wasters. Mm. And they're like, oh, let's get on a call and you can tell me about your business. I'm like, you can look at my LinkedIn page and find out about my business. Why are you wasting my time? But when it was you, I was like, no, okay. That is like the biggest compliment ever as well. Like I think on our first call, we were kind of like, you know that Spider-Man meme where it's two Spider-Mans or three Spider-Mans and they're all pointing at each other. Like, yeah. <gasps> it's like, oh, look, I found my people. And I think it was because I went, so a peer of mine said that I should check you out and what you were doing. And I went onto your website and I was just like blown away and so excited about just everything that was on there and I went through and I watched your blog videos and I was just like oh man oh I have to speak to this person and then yeah I had to get you on this podcast so welcome I'm so excited to have you here Emma thanks feelings mutual (laughs) fantastic so tell us a little bit about what you do who you are what's your name where you come from if you like um I'm Emma Cowley I'm a freelance copywriter for music and lifestyle and I'm based just outside of London and I have previously written for clients like Eastpac, Wrangler, um, I write for a Memento Mori jeweller, um, a a BAFTA hairstylist who does all the celebrities haircuts, he did mine once, it was very um, exciting. And I also occasionally write horror content and music content for Metal Hammer magazine. And I'm also the music features writer at Witchology magazine as well. So I hope that everyone listening and anyone who's listened to a lot of my podcast episodes will understand why I fangirled over you so hard. Because (laughs) you are my people. But yeah, I'm so, so excited to have you on this call today. And basically, when Emma and I were discussing what this episode was going to be about, one of the things that came up when we were talking the first time that we had a conversation was about authenticity, right? And about how it's like the buzzword of the moment. And even when I say it, even when I say, oh, authenticity, authenticity, it just feels boring or like overdone. Like it's what everyone is talking about right now. 
And so I kind of touched on it in our last conversation. And then when we were messaging, I was just like, we have to talk about it in some way because I am not a big user of LinkedIn, right? I'm not a fan of the platform. I've never seen anyone do it as well as you do. And I was just like, I I just need you to come on and explain to my lovely Maverick listeners how the fuck you are nailing this so hard. So I guess my first question to you would be, because it's such a buzzword, because authenticity is such a thing, what does that really mean to you? Like, what does that showing up as your true self mean for you and your business? Well, first I would say it's very much about talking in your own voice rather than professionalising or businessifying yourself to be more palatable in spaces like LinkedIn. Although I am writing about business, I'm doing it just exactly as I would do it here with you, with a lot of effing and jeffing thrown in and a lot of kind of real talk. I think that I can be knowledgeable, but I can also be friendly and relatable as well. Um, So I think it's very much about that, just finding a more professional version of your own voice and speaking as yourself. But I also think having a genuinely different approach or perspective on things and having a genuinely different attitude and not being afraid to step away from the rhetoric of the business world and just be like, okay, everyone's going to tell you to get up at 5am and drink a green (laughs) smoothie and then work out for three hours and then work until midnight. Um, Sounds fucking awful, doesn't it? Yeah, for real, right, for real. And they're like, this is how you do it. This is how you build a six-figure business. And I'm like, you don't have to do that. If you don't want to do that, don't do that. It's your business. Do whatever the fuck you want. Like, it's your rules. Your goals are entirely your own based upon your life and your circumstances and what you want to achieve. So just do whatever you want. That's absolutely fucking beautiful. And we could actually just end the episode there because I think that's enough <laughs> Just wisdom. do whatever you want. <laughs> that's mad though, isn't it? And that's so much what I find quite tiresome, especially about like business influencers. Anyone who's doing that whole like, you know, you've got to hustle, hustle, hustle. You've got to work this many hours to make six figures. And I have to say, from all of my experience, if you want to make a six-figure business and you have to work 18 hours a day, you're doing something horrifically wrong. Your prices are not right. (laughs) Your prices are not right. You're not delegating. You're not prioritising. Like, you're definitely fucking up somewhere if you're working that many hours a day. You need a VA, babe, (laughs) if you're working that long. Han, put your prices up and hire a VA. Problem solved. Magnificent. For the purposes of the podcast, because this is going to be an audio episode, I was just then air clapping, but then I forget myself and realise that no one can see that. But absolutely fucking beautiful. Thank you so much. So based on that, like kind of going on from there now, I think do what you want to do and have that voice and kind of run things on your own terms, which in theory is a great idea. When it actually comes to doing it, I think the mindset and the fear kicks in and then people are just like, yeah, but I can't possibly like what show up online as myself rather than the professional version of me. Like, I think 
and you actually mentioned this to me and I didn't really register it until you said it when we were sort of pre-chatting but about the bravery that goes into showing up authentically online so do you find that it's easy for you to be that that very Emma Cownley brand of person your witchy self or is that something you've had to kind of train yourself into I'd say is it easy yes and no yes because it's intuitively me so I'm being myself and talking about what interests me and that just makes it all you know come a lot easier like the ideas for posts and how to communicate them and how to be playful with it is all very intuitive and in that sense it does come easily but I think the difficulty lies in having the courage and the energy to always be going against the norm like some days you're feeling really spicy and it just comes naturally and it's easy to do and other days when you just feel you know not good and you've had one too many people in your comments section giving commentary on what you should or shouldn't be doing and how you should or shouldn't look and all of this lot and you just think why does it have to be so hard you know when you're putting yourself out there and you are being different you are inviting that criticism um and that commentary and some days you can brush it off and other days you just can't to be polite (laughs) (laughs) so what do you do then do you is there anything that you do to kind of go off and lick your wounds if someone is just being a knobber in your comments because I imagine that when I found this myself when you're showing up and you're being your authentic self when you really feel like I love the way that you put that when you're feeling a bit spicy and everything's just kind of coming out and flowing beautifully and then some old fart in a suit comes out and tells you off how do you move past that because that is it's difficult to get through right and I think it's Mm. just like an inherent human thing that when someone tells you that you're wrong your inner child just screams and runs into the corner and cries I think I I deal with it on an individual basis. So if somebody's coming in and they're talking respectfully and they are interested in having a conversation about it, then I will happily kind of say, well, hey, wait a minute. What about that? Like, I hear you. Thank you. Um, what about this? And what about that? Like, Let's have a discussion. Because I think it's not healthy to completely shut yourself off from any form of resistance. I invite people to constructively have a discussion. But if it's somebody just being a dick, (laughs) um, I completely ignore it and engage with everything else around it, but leave this knobhead out alone. And let's be real, most of the times, it is a guy, Mm. most of the times. Um, And if there's one thing that men really don't like, it's to be unheard and invisible. So I withdraw, I keep the engagement that they've given me because that's very helpful. Now I'm in his timeline to all of his connections. So thank you very much for that, Derek. Um, But I won't engage with it. I would actively encourage anyone who's listening who has experienced the same kind of thing. You know, we've all been there. Go and do that. Take the algorithm, take the wins and just fucking ignore them. Yeah, because it's all engagement. Yeah, exactly. What that person has inadvertently done is just amplified your message into their own timeline. (laughs) And that's that's just LinkedIn karma, now you think about it. And also, the worse they've behaved, now everyone in a professional capacity can see that behaviour. So I'm going to leave it there. 
and let all of your professional contacts see the way that you like to behave. <laughs> and that's the real win right there. Oh, so yeah. sometimes winning is all about doing nothing. <laughs> Handing them the rope with which to hang themselves. See, I told you I wanted her on this podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I've just made Emma choke on her tea. Right. Coffee nearly came out my nose then. Sorry about that. It was a coffee. Um, so when we were talking about the topic for this podcast, right, so we talked about the risks of being authentic. And I really want to pick that apart because I understand, you know, there's a certain fear that comes along with your, when you're putting yourself out there. And like you say, it's going to be people in the comment section. It's going to be people who you're inviting to have any kind of commentary on you, the way that you are. I've been victim to it before when someone will just come along and be like, oh, I really enjoyed the post that you put up about all the things that you love about yourself, but here's why you're wrong. <gasps> and it's just That's like, not happened, has it? Not specifically in so many words, but someone has sent me a link to an article on how I can basically improve myself based on what I'd written. Do you want me sure. to curse them? Would you mind? Oh, well, in real life, I don't do later. that. But the mere threat of it sometimes <laughs> is enough, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think having not heard your wonderful advice on how to hand somebody the rope by which to hang themselves, I no longer engage with this person. So it's a real shame. But yeah, let's let's talk about cursing after the call. To be fair, karma will probably take care of the job. Like you don't. As I mentioned, you don't need to do anything because not only has that person amplified your message, but they've also made themselves look like a dick. It takes yeah. care of itself. It does I take care of itself. Anything. No, I'm just over here having a lovely time. I'm not sure what's happened to you, and actually I can't really remember his name. But the risks, when it comes to the risks of being authentic, like what, what do you think... I suppose, are they real risks? Are they things that are just in your own mind? Are they things that you've experienced? How would you describe those risks of being your, your real self? Well, aside from what we've just mentioned with uh, critiques and commentary, um, I do think that there is a, a lot to be said for yourself being a major kind of motivator for fear in the situation because you are portraying a certain aspect of yourself and that can be very vulnerable you don't have a business veneer to hide behind I think that's one of the benefits of speaking in corporate vernacular it's a, a nice veneer that protects you the person from your professional self and kind of freelancers and entrepreneurs who are bringing more of themselves into their business are making themselves a target and that's quite scary to have a lot of people potentially turn around and say, why do you swear so much? Why are you so up yourself? Why do you think? And, you know, really kind of chip it. And that's all we've got that's going to keep us successful in business is our belief that we can be successful in business. So if you're kind of creating potential for yourself to be a target like that, um, of course, it's scary. You know, fear exists as a mechanism to keep us safe. Um so there's that. But I also think you run the risk of turning potential clients off. And for some people, that is absolutely terrifying. For me, I would say it's more of a cultural fit type thing. I'm kind of qualifying leads by being myself, because if they don't like what they see, they're not going to enjoy working with me. So it's best to turn them off and attract the people that are into your vibe. 
Um, but for some people, you know, any client is a potential client and your behaviour on a platform like LinkedIn could reflect badly on a client that has publicly said that they're working with you and then if you're out there posting gifts of satan or swearing (laughs) or just being like a little renegade they're like this person does not represent us (laughs) like they're too risky to be affiliated with um so there's that but then also an unexpected risk that i'd never anticipated until it happened to me is plagiarism I've had people rip off my website copy, more than one person, because they like what I'm doing, they like my flavour, so they just take it. Jesus. I mean, fantastic flattery there, but how fucking cheeky. I think that they they must have believed that they changed more of the copy than, than they actually did. Because a couple of them were like, oh, I've redone my website, like you suggested, like, will you check it out? And I'm like, you would never have invited me to do that if you realised how similar all your new copy is to what is exactly on my website. And the worst thing is, it's kind of false advertising because you can't possibly deliver this level of sass or inventiveness. (laughs) You've stolen it. Yeah. They're going to hire you based on how you've advertised yourself and you've advertised yourself based on someone else's talent. So Exactly. Oh, that is hilarious. And you know what actually beautifully leads me on to my next question? Because I remember when we were first talking, you mentioned how people get in contact with you to sort of say to you, how can I be more Emma? How can I mimic your voice, your tone, your personality online? And I remember this thing around like, well, you fucking can't because it's me and you're not me. Yeah, And also, why would you want to? So it's really funny. Like, I just for absolute clarity, I'd love for you to explain to my listeners why that is such a no-no. Well, first and foremost, my brand tone of voice is built around me and my clients. And my clients tend to be subversive brands, very kind of of the moment they're not afraid of like a drag queen vernacular and like you know dark subject matter they tend to be quite edgy so when I'm out here looking like this talking in my way it is for clients like that (laughs) and that doesn't translate to everyone else this is a direct appeal this is like branding which is designed to attract your ideal customer and kind of it is a vibe that you inhabit so you can't have this vibe because I'm already I already live here you can't you can't move in (laughs) this is where I live um and I think branding and brand tone of voice is a perfect unique cocktail of things that appeal to your specific target customer and is a reflection of your values and your mission and your beliefs and how people should feel when they interact with your brand and the value that you will deliver to their lifestyle. And it is entirely unique. So you, it just doesn't work. I have so many people contacting me saying, oh, I'd love to sound like Liquid Death or we want to sound like Monzo. Baby, you can't. Because there's already companies that are out there doing that and they're doing it better than you. 
you can only ever sound like yourself. So let's figure out how you sound and how we can make that a little bit more edgy. And I think that it's almost as though people are looking for an off-the-shelf option when it comes to brand tone of voice. And it that just doesn't exist. It takes time and effort to develop it because once you've developed it, everything comes off of the back of that. It's forever. So an off-the-shelf option is just never going to work. And again, it it comes back to that thing of everybody loves the idea of sounding edgy or sounding like me or sounding like Monzo. Not that I'm like Monzo, but you know what I mean. And then you show them what that actually looks like in practice and they almost always shit the bed and they, they, they renege on it and they have you scale it back and back and back and back until it's just a very shit, watered down, basic version of what it could be. It doesn't stand out. It's not different. It's not disruptive. It's just a shit <laughs> version of what it used to be. Um, Honestly, like, it's so comforting for me to hear, being someone who does branding on the visual side, to realise that this isn't just a design thing. It's the same idea when you hand a client a mood board and it's just like, this is so out there, I've never seen anything like this, it's amazing. And then you design the brand and it's like, oh, yes, fantastic. And then you start to put actual real life assets in and they're just like, oh, we're actually going to do this. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. They shit the bed and they're suddenly like, oh, no, that's too risky. Yeah. The, the investors won't like it or like, oh, we're going to have to try and explain this. Will people get it? It's so scary to commit to branding that is completely different because similarity is safety. If you're already using the vernacular within the scene, it's easy for people to see you and understand what you do because you're placing yourself within a similar context of other things. But I just don't think that that always works if you want to be completely different then be completely different if you're going to fail fail magnificently oh what a beautiful quote to take away from this episode if you're gonna fail it's quite a negative quote if you're gonna succeed no no I, I like what you said the first time if you're gonna fail fail magnificently yeah do oh it. god that's gorgeous right go down with the ship like die die <laughs> Right, you've made me laugh out loud quite a few times on this episode. So I'm going to... Do you know what? We've spoken about a lot of the fears, the dangers, the scary shit and the negatives when it comes to being yourself and showing up as you unapologetically. Let's look at the flip side to finish off with, right? Can you think of a time where you put yourself out there and rather than knobheads getting in your comment section and being funny about it, has there ever been someone who's been inspired as fuck as what they saw, heard, read, whatever, and have gotten in contact with you to say so? All the time. I'm really, really lucky in that because I've been myself online for so long, I've built up kind of like a a really amazing following of people that just... I've attracted my people to my following and so the dickheads are like far and, you know, there's hardly any dickheads. Um, one or two will be peppered in. But as I say, everyone shows up to be like, get out. <laughs> like, you're not welcome here. Um, I get so many nice comments. I get people responding to my witchy newsletter that I do once a month. I usually get like one or two 
replies from that of people being like oh my god I really needed this today and like oh it's like you knew what I needed to hear and I'm definitely going to try this and and it's just like awesome to hear especially with the witchy stuff because I've been kind of I don't know how you can be subtweeted on TikTok but there's this one person that tends to sub TikTok me um <laughs> being like oh, if you think you can manifest clients or if you think you can do, you know, a fucking manifestation, the real work comes when you go out. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not out here telling people to conjure up. <laughs> like, n- no, we're just making herbal tea and doing a bit of feng shui on the desk, babe. Like... It's just small thing. Like even the act of actively doing things is a po- is a positive step towards wanting to change your mood or wanting to make a change. Like that can only ever be positive. So aside from the naysayer, so many nice comments from people, and it's it never gets old. I guess it's like an ego thing as well, but it it's almost like gratifying when someone can reach out and just be like. I'm I feel like confident to do this now because I've seen that you're doing it and I'm like that is what I want especially when it's women or like anyone kind of outside the gender spectrum like I will throw my weight behind them 100% and make sure that they're getting the airtime that they that they need and deserve and stuff so it's good to be able to be a positive influence by being out here just doing the opposite of what everyone else is doing it's really nice that is just what I think a lot of people have needed to hear because you know you I obviously have consumed so much of what you're putting out there and I felt exactly like you just described where I'm just like well Emma's doing it like I I can do this yeah you feel validated for doing what you want to do because you can see someone else out here doing what they want to do and if they're doing it you can do it as well yeah and you make it look really fucking fun as well Well, it does look that way, doesn't it? It looks easy and it looks fun. And that's all part of the illusion. (laughs) All right then, Emma. Thank you so much for coming and chatting to me today. If anybody wants to find you, work with you, follow you, laugh at your amazing videos, where can they find you? They can find me at jotjotboom.com, which is my website. Well, you know, just search me on almost any social media platform and I'm sure you'll come up with, if not me, another similar person with the same name who might even be better to follow than I am. (laughs) I doubt that very much. But anyway... Let's give them a chance. Let's give them a chance. Let's give everyone a platform and you never know, they might have just ripped off your copy. Probably. (laughs) All right, my darling, thank you so much for coming on. Everyone, go and follow Emma. I promise you, you will not regret it. All right, my lovely listeners, I hope you enjoyed that chat as much as I did. If you're excited by everything you heard in this episode and you are ready to step into the spotlight, be more unapologetic, crush conformity, be your individual, unapologetic fucking self, then I have something very exciting for you brand new i haven't really talked about it yet and it's something i've never done before i am looking for eight people who want to unleash their unapologetic personal brand that's all i'm going to tell you for now so if that sounds like you 
you love what you're hearing on this podcast, you love the chat that you just heard with Emma and I, and this is something that you need to work on to stand out from the crowd, step into that spotlight and dominate your niche, drop me a message, send me an email. There are a lot of ways that you can get into contact with me and I will put the details in the show notes of this episode. Mysterious ending to this one from me this week, my darlings, but hey, I like to keep things interesting. Have a wonderful week and I will catch you here next time.